Good morning. On this Wednesday morning, welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Considering the stories that we mentioned yesterday that we're going to be talking about, let's go ahead and read in John chapter 1, no, John chapter 9, verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And uh, we had made mention that everyone that is naturally, and I'm talking about every human being that is born into this earth, is born blind. Blind in the sense that because of the sin nature that we had inherited from Satan, that we uh, were not born again, we're not born saved, but we are born with our eyes spiritually uh, basically, and our the understanding of our mind, the eyes of our understanding, uh, completely ignorant of the things of God. Now, God, from the day that we're born, uh, wants to get our attention from the very beginning. And for many, uh, it, it, it doesn't wind up until the later years of life that the gospel gets to reach most of us. There are a few that in their very young age are actually visited by the Lord and are able to uh, give their lives over and therefore they become uh, effective for the Lord in the sense that they have their understanding opened up at a very young age. But anyway, the point that we were trying to make is this that the things of the kingdom of God, spiritual things, as a normal, are hidden from us. We, we cannot see these things. We, we cannot even know them. And we cannot partake of them. And we had made mention, except for those that violate the laws that God had given in the Old Testament, in the Torah, uh, concerning uh, trying to contact familiar spirits, uh, talking with the dead, uh, anything that involved uh, witchcraft or involved uh, the occult, anything that involved contacting the, the other realm, all of these ways would be uh, what we would call spiritually illegal. They were not permitted because they were going through avenues that God never meant for us to go through. Besides that, man opens himself up. He opens his spirit up and his mind to uh, the possibility of possession, uh, obsession, and, of course, uh, oppression uh, from the devil himself, from demons and spirits, from the spirit world. But... As a norm, we do not have, when we're born into this world, an understanding of God. Now, Adam was not born. He was created. He didn't go through the natural processes that everyone else goes through of being born into this world. And he was born fully innocent, fully conscious, and knowledgeable about many things. Remember, God gave Adam the ability to name all the animals 
uh, Adam had dominion uh, over the earth and to subdue it. There were many things that were at his disposal that today in the life of the believer uh, we may not partake of. But he had a lot of things at his disposal and so did Eve. The biggest being the ability to walk with God and to talk with God. Now, Enoch, he did the same, but we just don't know to what degree. Now, uh, according to, and of course this is not part of the Bible, the book of Enoch, he was given massive uh, visions and prophecies and all kinds of things. Uh, he preached to the people of his day, just like Noah preached to the people of his day. It's even believed that God had uh, revealed certain things to Adam and to Eve, uh, according to Josephus and the writings of uh, the Talmud, that that they had uh, been told there will be a day that the earth uh, will be destroyed by fire and a day that it will be destroyed by by water. But that that ended. They were kicked out of the garden and there was an angel or cherubims that were put there at the entrance of the garden. Were they able to see these angels? I don't know, or these cherubim. But I would imagine... Uh, since it says that they were with flaming swords and uh, they were not permitted, that either they knew or they saw something. So once again, it goes back to this this premise that man lost his spiritual eyesight so that all of us are born blind. So then all of a sudden, we begin to find in Scripture occasions here and there that give us a little bit of light as to possibly what it could have been. Jacob had a dream, and in that dream he saw a ladder. Uh, actually, the interpretation could be a stairway coming down all the way from heaven down to earth, and angels were able to descend and ascend on it. The reason I mention this is because when Jesus talked about Nathaniel, uh, he told him that he would also see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now, we know that Jesus was ministered to with angels when he was out in the wilderness fasting for 40 days, and they came and strengthened him. They probably also protected him from all the wild beasts that were out there. And then, of course, when he was in the garden praying um, that the angels... Uh, 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 an angel came and touched him and strengthened his physical body so that he could carry out his mission of going to Calvary. And, of course, we are not told how many other times uh, Jesus was visited, but we do know for sure that when he arose from the dead, there were angels present in the tomb. There were angels present there at his resurrection. And, uh, of course... The scripture talks about him coming with his angels and in the clouds and people being able to see him. And uh, when Jesus ascended into heaven, 
the, he ascended in a cloud. And uh, according to the book of 1 Corinthians, there was about 500 people present when they saw that resurrection or that ascension. I correct myself there. The ascension into heaven. So we, we see that there were these little spikes, these occasions that this was taking place. And the one that we wanted to talk about today was about uh, the book of Numbers in chapter 22, in verse 22. And God's anger was kindled uh, because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. We're talking about Balaam and Balak. And of course, Balaam is riding on his donkey. And uh, God told him, I told you not to go with this man. And he decided eventually on his own uh, to go. Uh, so the Lord withstood him. And the Bible says, now he was riding upon his ass and two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. Now, something that we have to look at here, too, is, is uh, that... Uh, Balaam had the two servants that were with him that had come from Balak. And it mentioned nothing about them being able to see anything, just the events that are taking place in the natural of uh, being with uh, Balaam. Now it says in the next verse, And the angel of the Lord stood in a path of the vineyards, a wall being on one side and a wall on the on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her. Now Balaam's greed uh, was basically gain. His greed was money. That's what he wanted. He has no clue as to what's going on. We have already been told in the scripture several times that this animal was able to see into the spirit world. And uh, basically, it was frightened. It was scared. Uh, it was trying to avoid having contact with what it was seeing. And when the uh, it says in verse 25, and when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself into the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall and he smote her. Verse 26, And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with a staff. We continue to see that this animal, not, not a human being, this animal, kept seeing the angel of the Lord. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, 
What have I done unto thee, that thou smitest me these three times? And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now would I kill thee. Notice, he's holding a conversation with this animal and doesn't even give it a second thought. Just like when Eve was having a conversation with the serpent and didn't even give it a thought. And that there in itself is a story. And there's a story behind that. In uh, chapter 22, verse 30, it says, And the ass said unto Balaam, Am not I thine ass upon which thou hast written ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I, was I ever want to do so unto thee? And he said, no. Now here's where the part changes. In verse number 31. And the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way. And his sword drawn in his hand. And he bowed down his head. And fell flat on his face. Now we know that Balaam wasn't blind. Because he could see. But yet the scripture says. The Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. So we know that his natural eyes were already seen. But it was his spiritual eyes. That were closed. And those are the eyes that Jesus came to open. Not just the blind eyes of natural man, but the spiritual eyes to be able to see, to be able to understand, to be able to know. Somehow or another, there are spiritual cataracts that completely blind us. There's scales on our eyes, if we could say it that way, that need to fall off to be able to begin to know and to see. And that's why Jesus made the comment, unless you are born again, you cannot see. Unless you're born again, you cannot partake. He said that in John chapter 3 and verses 3, uh, 4 and 5. You cannot be a partaker of, of the kingdom of God. So when we're born again, that is our, uh, I'm going to call it first grade class. That is when we start our school in the Lord. To begin to know in our understanding, having our lights and our eyes enlightened, to know things that it would have been impossible. We begin to see things uh, in the Word of God, and we begin to see things of the kingdom of God that were totally foreign to us, even though we may have heard them spoken or even taught. Yet we lay there blind and ignorant of these things. What made the difference? That the eyes of our understanding are open, are enlightened. And that was Paul's prayer for the church of Ephesus. In chapter 1 and verse 17 onward, he prayed. 
And he specifically in verse 18 mentioned that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination today as we go through this little small journey of understanding how our eyes are open by the Lord to be able to walk in two worlds at the same time. The Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.